Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Ami Bros. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are back. Another week. Another episode of the Me Bros Podcast. I am one third of the trio better known as the Me Bros. I'm your host, Damon, along with my brothers, Jared and Jeremy. How we feeling, fellas? What's going on? Man, I'm feeling great. NBA basketball on. We got, I mean, Denver Nuggets versus the Utah Jazz came on today at 1.30. Okay. I have no idea what I'm supposed to do at work. How do you expect me? I literally had to call my VP today. I said, how do you expect me to work when basketball games are coming on at 1.30? Like, look, what do you want me to do? I don't know. What am I supposed to do with my hands, like Ricky Bobby says? So, uh, I, I'm – Right, man. It's, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here – Yeah, it's crazy, man, especially with the game that, that started it out today. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sitting here uh, – uh, Clippers just hit another three. They're up 18-2. to two. Uh, Let me tell you why I'm feeling great. I yeah, logged I in – I might be like to, two minutes behind. I don't know how Jared's TV is so far ahead. I'm at 10-2 to two right now. <laughs> well, listen. Here, here, here's here's the deal. I um, I don't like it. I literally was about to bet math straight up, and um, after I was about to bet math straight up, the game tipped off, and then I hit submit, and it said your bet was not submitted, and I was like, hmm. I'm yeah, gonna chill over you got, you gotta be quick, especially when you live betting, live wagering. Well, well, when that when that happens, you you gotta pause and be like, wait a second, do I? Force the issue, uh, or do I just chill? And I just decided to chill. And uh, the Clippers—they finally just missed the three, but they came out and hit. I think their first six straight threes. So it's not ideal, uh, to say the least. But um, you know, I mean, I'm feeling, yeah, I'm man. feeling really good. Yeah, it's great times, man. Jeremy, how you feeling over there, man? What's, what's popping in Charlotte? Not much, man. Uh, I, I basically been out on the golf course. There's a little tournament here in town. Got to go play with a lot of the guys in the practice round. Was feeling like I was about to turn pro, about to turn in my two-week notice. And luckily, before I was able to make it to the 18th hole, I realized that would have been a terrible decision. Um, so yeah. sitting back here, you know, watching the playoffs, I feel like a kid that, um, you know, mama forgot to fill out the permission slip, so I'm not going to be able to go on a field trip. And um, oh, it's wow. okay. It's okay. We're going to get the, uh, you know, lottery pick, probably get another superstar next thing you know. Um, you know, 10, 12 championships in a row. Okay. Yeah, man, I definitely um I definitely feel you, man. You get out there and you shoot a nice little round, you know, you high 70, 78, 77. You start, you know, you get in the shower, you start figuring out if you start practicing, man, you know, I could I could really do this. And then you come out next round, you shoot 93, you're like, yeah, you know, <laughs> that's, that's, it's not for me. Uh, no, 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 77, that's that other round. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But uh, let's get right into it, guys. Uh, we're just going to strictly talk about NBA tonight. Um, but all right, fellas, let's start with the first game uh, that came on pretty early today. Uh, it was a great game, Denver versus Utah. Uh, let's start with you, Jerry. What are your thoughts? Uh, it was definitely uh, towards the end, man, one of the one of the best games I've seen in a while um, up there along with that uh, uh, the Dame Lillard game. Um, the night before, but you know, what'd you think about that? Jamal Murray and uh, and Spider going at it at the end of the game. Definitely, definitely so, a great way to start off the uh, playoffs. 
It was. Um, here's here's the thing. Can we just go ahead and say it? Like, I know everybody's probably thinking it, but the bubble games are way better than the regular games. Like, look, I miss fans. I do. But Without a doubt. I think they should do this every playoffs. No, like, but like, so here's the thing, the crazy thing. Adam Silver was already trying to get this done last year. Not like this in the playoffs, but he was saying, let's go, everybody go to a neutral site and let's have a midseason play, uh, a midseason tournament. And that midseason tournament can help with either seating or your, you know, different, like, and, and, and basically nobody really listened to what he was saying. And he, he also said he wanted to play in for the pl- final playoff spot because he said he thought it'd be a lot more urgency. And, uh, you know, that uh, nobody really listened when he said it. And I think he's been proven both of those work. I mean, think of, think about what you were just saying. Though. You said that may have been one of the best games we've seen in a while. And you said, except, you know, other than Lillard's 60-pointer or other than Lillard's 42-12 and 12 versus the Nets at the end of that game that came out to the buzzer or other than Devin Booker coming down versus the Clippers and hitting the fadeaway over Paul George and Kawhi at the end of the buzzer. Or like oh, you, you go through all the game, or the, the Lakers Clippers game to start it when when it was uh it, it when it uh it came down to the end LeBron got the the put back and then it came down to a last possession stop like it's just like every game comes down to two seconds to go and somebody hitting a shot. But with that being said, Spider and uh and Jamal Murray like uh, that was incredible basketball. I felt bad for Spider because I felt like he should have gotten a win based on how well he played. But with that being said, you just can't make the gaff that he made. I mean, if you look at it, the game was – so they were up five. I believe the number was – no, no, they were up four. They were up four with a minute 30 to go and just got in a stop. And Donovan Mitchell, a.k.a. Spider, brought the ball up as slow as he possibly could and did not cross half court before the eight-second violation and ended up giving Utah the ball back. Now, what was bad was it, uh, you know, it shouldn't have even come down to that because the next pass, when they, when uh, Utah, not Utah, when Denver uh, inbounded the ball, it should have been a backcourt violation because you can throw the ball from the front court to the backcourt and catch it. But when he threw the ball, Jamal Murray touched the ball with one foot on over the half court line. So it should have been a backcourt and they should have given the ball right back to him. But instead of them calling that backcourt, Jamal Murray came down, hit a three, made it a one-point game, and then Jamal Murray hit another shot, then Jamal Murray hit another shot, and then Jamal Murray scored 10 straight points. And I was like, oh, okay. And then it became Donovan Mitchell, Jamal Murray, trading threes and mid-range jumpers, back-to-back-to-back possessions. It was one of the most high levels of basketball you're going to see from players that, you know, that same size, athletic ability. I mean, you can you can get a guy that's like a LeBron and a Paul George who physically can outmatch people, Kawhi, who can get to the rim and take over games. But when you see somebody like Donovan Mitchell who plays like he's 6'7", but really is 6'2", uh, Jamal Murray, I think maybe 6'4", uh, but they're hitting tough, step-back, contested jumpers. And, I mean, when I tell you, I think it's, it's, it was, it was going to be tough to, to beat that, that level of competition. I thought it was phenomenal basketball. Um, and ultimately, I think, you know, if you look at Utah, they need – so Mike, Mike Conley would have helped. I think Mike Conley would have helped them to get a win. But one of the things that you're seeing a lot more when Mike Conley is not playing, Donovan Mitchell plays better with the ball in his hands. He's not a um, he's not a um, spot-up shooter. He's not somebody that you can just 
run the offense for and set up a three and, and just say, hey, look, we're going to work this. So when he's got the ball in his hands, he's a, he's a good enough passer, and he attacks the rim with the ball in his hands. So I think that helped without Mike Conley. But Mike Conley could have could have eased that game. I think he could have hit some clutch shots down the, down the stretch. And I think he, was, he would have been another person that you could have used to defend because whenever you're playing right, you know, with the way they were playing defense, if you got Joe Ingles on, on Jamal Murray, that's barbecue chicken. And I like Joe Ingles. I think Joe Ingles did a really good job versus Michael Porter Jr. or, or some taller players, but it didn't seem like it was going to be uh, his night whenever Jamal Murray saw him. I saw his, his eyes light up like it was Christmas. So uh, great game, but ultimately – I think that show Denver's just too deep for them. I think that that series probably will go five, maybe six games, but I don't see them uh, beating Denver. Okay. So, I, I have similar thoughts. For one, we got to start giving Donovan Mitchell his, his props. Nobody really wants to give Donovan Mitchell props for being as good as he is. I mean, this dude literally got in the league his very first season he beat Paul George and Russell Westbrook in the playoffs. Now, last year, everybody wanted to crown D- Damon Lillard for doing the same thing. So, I mean, you're talking about a guy who, in my opinion, plays almost like – I'm not going to say that he's D-Wade, but he's got a lot of D-Wade in him. Like, the way he plays, the way he gets to the rim, he's a little better outside shooter than D-Wade, maybe even a little better athlete. Uh, I don't think he's got the footwork of Wade. Wade's much better at splitting uh, d- double teams because he's probably the best at splitting double teams in NBA history. But I really think think there's um, a really good comparison. Um, and and I, lo- I love watching him play. Jamal Murray came up clutch, made a lot of big shots. Um, he's that Canadian basketball player everybody thought Andrew Wiggins was going to be. And so uh, – <laughs> or, or, or R.J. Barrett. I mean, pretty much they've Jeremy. all been terrible. I'll tell you this. I remember watching Jamal Murray play in the under-18 game. So if y'all don't realize, like, every year they'll take, like, the top players from Canada and top play, and they'll play the top players versus the Team USA. And Canada never won the game. And Jamal Murray – actually, I think, it was, I think it was actually the U21. I think it was under-21 players. And Jamal Murray at 17 had, like, 35 points. And Canada beat USA. <laughs> and I remember being like, who is this dude? And then he got to Kentucky and he bought out and he kept falling in the draft. He fell to sixth. And I was like, why is Jamal Murray? Like, it, I don't see anything he can't do offensively. So I, now people don't like him. He's, he is consistent. Like, a, yeah, but he is He's the Brooks Kepka. He's the Brooks Kepka of, of, of NBA players. Like, people see He might see, be the Patrick see, Reed. I know, I know, not yeah, maybe. I don't know if he's as far as, as Patrick Reed. Brooks Kepka, he, he's, he's cocky in a sense that, like, He'll say things that other people are like, I mean, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, I do like, think – Like, dude, you're not that nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, at, at the end of the day, though, I mean, he, he's extremely talented. Extremely talented. Yeah. Yeah, man, definitely uh, uh, an interesting game. Shout out to Spider. Shout out to Jamal Murray. Definitely both of them um, came with that playoff – the playoff spirit, playoff vibe. So um, the next game we're going to talk about is the Clippers versus the Mavs. Um, start with Jeremy this time. What do you think about that matchup? Um, I told Jared very early on this was going to be a sweep. Um, the Mavericks just made a run with Luka out. I know Jared always tells me that Luka's pretty much the whole team. but um, I never say Luka's uh, the whole team. Oh, Jared, you always talk about, oh, Luka's taking a blah, blah, blah. Um, Luke is good. Don't get me wrong. Um, but this whole notion that Luke is an MVP caliber player, stop it. 
Um, Jeremy's averaging but, 30, yeah. 10, and 9. <laughs> and he's also – yeah, and he's also the worst defender in basketball. He might be worst defender than Trey Young. Um, but overall, hey, 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 I, we're going to keep uh, the Atlanta out uh, shade out of – yeah, yeah. Still Hawks fans over here, buddy. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, I'm still a New Orleans fan, so, you know, we hate Atlanta. Anyway, um, <laughs> oh, oh, overall, I'll tell you this. The Clippers just have too much size um, from the wing defenders. They can D up on both Porzingis and uh, and Luca. Although right now they put in Zubac, what they who had on uh, Porzingis, and he's been eating them up. The thing about Porzingis is you can't guard him with a big just because he's seven three. You got to guard him with somebody who has a lot of speed and literally can just not let him get into his positions. Can stay with him wherever he tries to go and can, t- can test his shot. Jeremy, so I, I think I, Paul I think, George. I think teams have tried that. Uh, I mean, he's he's matched up. We're watching it live now. He's matched up on Kawhi. I mean, I see Lou Will switching off on him too a little bit. Yeah, but Lou Will can't play difference on anybody. I'll, and Jeremy, Jeremy, real what? quick, what I'll tell you about Porzingis, and people people forget this. Like, so Porzingis when when he came back because it mean, tore as ACL almost two years ago, and so last year he missed the entire season. So he came back this year, and it was his first time playing in two years. And Porzingis was developing. Yeah. I mean, he was an all-star his last year in New York, uh, right right before he tore his ACL. And so people at the beginning of the season looked at continue. Jimmy was averaging 23 and 9 and was blocking like two shots a game. He was clearly an all-star. But with that being said, people looked at him and I went at the beginning of the season like, oh, man, he was overrated. And I told people like Porzingis is nasty. And have you seen him since you know? Have you seen him since the uh, the lockout? He's averaging like I think he's averaging over thirty in the uh, uh, not lockout. Sorry, since the bubble, I think he's averaging over thirty points per game in the bubble. Uh, and so this is you know usually they say after your ACL you need one year before you're back to normal. And he looks like he's back to normal now. Um, I know I'm a little ahead of you guys. Mavs just took the lead, but um, you know with with that being said, I think Thanks a lot. Porzingis, you you can you can guard him with some smaller guys like you said, and that helps because but but if you if you do that and if you guard him with smaller guys, defensively he's gonna grab you a ton of boards and he's not gonna allow he, he's not gonna allow anybody to be able to drive to the basket. So I think it helps if you have like a, a guy that's lanky like Paul George. I think is the, is the better defender for him, but I don't think that's the solve all because then you end up getting pounded on the boards because he's seven three and he grabs a million rebounds. Right. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. I, 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 mean, I think it's going to go six. I've got the Clippers winning in six. Uh, I think uh, Luka's probably going to average around uh, 28 to, to 30 points. Uh, I, I just don't think they have enough when it comes down to it to, to be able to, to, to win in a stretch over over seven games. Um, so we'll, we'll see, guys. Um, but it definitely should be interesting. I, I, I think Dallas is going to um, win this game, especially with the with the Clippers jumping out to almost – 12, what, 12, 14 points up. 16. And, 16. Uh, 16 points and letting them come back is pretty crazy. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, some momentum push for sure. I don't think that the uh, that the Mavericks have a chance. I don't. I think most will get five games. Look, the, the, the one thing I'll say, and I think Lucas going to develop to a great player. Um, right now he's got six points and five turnovers in seven minutes. But <laughs> the, the, the one thing I'll say about Luca is, Luca lives at the free throw line in the regular season. I told Jared this before. I said he's that some of that same hardened stuff that that happens is going to happen with Luca because literally he I think he's shooting 
nine free throws a game for for the season, which is just second behind Harden. Second more free throws per game than, than Giannis. So in the playoffs, it, it's like I, every time I watch a play, I go, that's really not a foul with anybody else except Luka, and that's not going to happen in the playoffs. So um, I think you're going to see yeah, – Here's, the, here's the thing about Luka. I think they, they let him play a little bit more. Hey, here's the thing, and he, they, he's getting guys in foul trouble. I mean, he just got PG another one, and he gave Kawhi a couple early. So here's, here's what I'm telling you. If you look at Luka, Luka is not a typical Euro player. I mean, you, Luka played in a much more physical league than the NBA for, you know, he, he, Luka left home as a 13 year old to go play for a pro team. So he's been like, he is, although he's 20, Luka's played a lot he's of playoff basketball. Though. Luka's not soft by any stretch of the imagination. Mm. Um, I think here's, here's the thing nah, about Jeremy and this, 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 this is play. what you guys, this, yeah, and this is what Jeremy he he Jeremy finds these guys that he talks about negatively. He, Jeremy Jeremy skip Bayless's people, and he'll take guys and he'll dislike them, and then he'll pick apart their games. So I don't dislike I like Jeremy. Him. I, I just think he's overrated. Jeremy, you, we we talked the other we we talked a couple games ago, and I and Luca had in the game thirty six points, nineteen rebounds, and twelve well, assists. Here. And Jeremy but told Jeremy, me, how can you look at a game and say he's overrated when he's dropping, like Jerry said, 35, 19? Okay. He's doing it on like, because he's doing it on like 30 no, shots a game. No, 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 no damn it, damn it. But and winning. Jeremy said, so damn it, damn it. No, we got, we got done with the game. They, and they, Jeremy like, said, he set out and they won. <laughs> no, 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 damn it, damn it. Jeremy, Jeremy said after that game, he's like, I didn't think he played that well offensively, though. And I was like, Jeremy. He was 12 for no, 24 I, no, I, from not, the field. That's, that's not what, he I, that's shot not what 50% I said. Don't, from don't, the field. Don't, 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 don't miscategorize what I said. I said when I watched the game, I didn't walk away thinking, man, he played great on offense. It's literally, it was just like I looked at the, at the, at the stat sheet and saw, man, he had a lot of points. But my, what I told Jared was, and Jared will leave this out, that's the best defense I've ever seen Luka play because he was actually playing solid defense in the game. That, that's what I said. That's but, what I take away from, from Luka. But Jared, Jared obviously will focus on, on the offense. Jeremy. <laughs> y- y'all are behind. I'm not going to keep it. But, I mean, Luka just hit him with a nasty step back three. I mean, and they're out four at the end of the first Jerry, quarter. First up, I mean, Jerry, look, I'm just telling you. I know we're done with that. But I, I just, when you said that, and then he, he had Reggie Jackson on him, he created about nine feet of space and his step back three on him. I'm like, look, they were down 20 in this game. They were down 22 to two. And... They're at four at the end of the first quarter. You can look at Luka and you can pick apart his deficiency. He's not a great defender. And, and although I, he's I, can, I can look back. at when he went out the game when they were down 16 and he came back in and oh, they were great. down two. I mean, we can look at that point. Part of them getting down was Luka, Luka turned the ball over a couple times on some reach-ins, and then Luka got hurt. Uh, but the reality of it is he's got a team full of shooters, and he's got, as I told you beforehand, I, I picked before this game, if you guys that don't know, I picked before the game, and you can look at my Twitter and then me bros podcast Twitter page because I referenced myself in the pick. I said, this game, Luka's going to have a 40-point triple-double. Porzingis is going to have 30, and the Mavs are going to win this game. And I said, they're not winning the series. Does, they're going to win does, this game. Does 10, does 10 turnovers count and, as a, in the triple-double? He, he may have 10 turnovers. If he does, he'll have a quadruple-double. But with that being said, I tagged Mark Cuban in it, and I said, once this happens, I need a retweet. So, guys, be on the lookout. For Mark Cuban to retweet it, because he'll retweet a lot of stuff. I mean, the reality is, apparently you can email Mark Cuban and he'll just respond to everybody's email. But uh, with that being said, I think Luka Doncic is going to be able to still at least, I think the series is going at least six games. 
I, I wouldn't be surprised seven. Um, and it's not because yeah, I think not. that the Mavs are a great team. I don't think they are. I think where everybody looks at the Clippers, and the Clippers have this season never been what people have said they are. Now, you can look at it and say they've had a lot of injuries. They play like six games where everybody's played at the same time. I will agree. But yeah, Or you can look at it and I, say they've beaten the Mavericks every time they played this season. They they have, but that I don't that that means nothing to me because as I mentioned, Porzingis completely different player since he came back from the bubble. Uh, but with that they being said, the I think the, the pro- Jeremy bubble games. I'm, I, I don't remember that game, but what, what was the score in that game? <laughs> they won by fifteen. Did, I don't. Was that a game they actually played? Like, where everybody like, played? Yeah, it was. It was. The I want to say it was the game after they lost to the Suns, um, when uh, Devin Booker hit that shot. But yeah, I, they won, like, I want to say it was one twenty-seven to one thirteen. I think the Clippers for the season—they're really talented. They haven't been what everybody has claimed them to be. And you know, the real reality was earlier in the season they were losing a lot of games they shouldn't lose, but they were beating the Lakers both times they played. So then the thought was. They're just cruising, and then they'll beat the Lakers because they're really only focused when they play the Lakers. And then by the time you get to the end of the year, you're like, all right, now they've lost their last two to the Lakers, and they're still losing games that we should. So I think the the misnomer is that, like, the Clippers are going to run away with this series, and it, I think they'll win it. I think Luka's getting at least two games. I'm picking them to win this game tonight. 40-point triple-double from Luka, 30-point from Porzingis. Be ready. Jared. All right, cool. Let's, let's – uh... Jimmy, you want to yeah. respond to that? Or you want to move yeah, on to yeah, the next? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say one right, more thing. Ahead. I mean, the Clippers are forty nine and, and twenty three. What was that? What would that break down to over a course of a full season? You said it as if they have tremendously underachieved. Uh, I'm just gonna do some quick math. Divided into seventy two, fifty four. Yeah, I mean that's 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 a, that's what teams do. Like I think that's like what the what the Cavs record was when they won the title. So, like yeah, that's what Paul <laughs> last year though. Huh? That's what Portland's record was last year. They won fifty three games. Like no, no, no. I, I'm not so, telling so if you, that, if you do it, if you do it over the whole season, it's fifty six games, fifty six wins. Uh, forty nine over. Okay, so fifty six wins. It's a solid season. I just don't think they. I don't think they've been what everybody has claimed them to be. I really don't. I, I haven't seen it. So I expect with this game, I'm, I'm expecting. The, the flaws to show, and the flaws are as great as defenders as Kawhi and Paul George are touted as being, they are they are not the defensive players they once were. At one point, Kawhi, you can make the argument, may have been the best defensive player as a wing that we had I'll seen since maybe, since maybe Scotty. Um, he's still a great defender. He's not what he was. He's, he's, a, he's a good defender. He's not what he, what he was at one point. I think a lot so of he's still a great these. defender. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think he's a first team All NBA defender. Um, Anymore, and at the time he was defensive player of the year, back to back years. And Paul George, I think, is is an okay defender. Uh, he's good, but not like what he once was. I think they're yeah, who are the great defenders if, the, if they're not great defenders. Who are the great yeah, defenders? The they're not yeah. the defenders that like Pascal Siakam is at this point, or Giannis is at this point. Jim, uh, quit playing. They're they're not. Have you have I'll, you watched the Raptors play? Gian- I mean, I'll give you Giannis. Yeah, I've watched like, Siakam play. Siakam's a, a solid defender. I'm not about to say it. All I'm going to tell you is Dallas, Dallas yeah. had 38 at the end of the first quarter. I don't think that's going to be an anomaly. All right, fellas, let's keep it moving, man. Uh, another game that 
came on after that first Jazz and Nuggets game was the Nets and Raptors. Uh, the Raptors pretty much controlled the game from the start of the tip. Um, you know, I, I was a little disappointed in, 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 in how Brooklyn came and, uh, and how they prepared, but, uh, let's get into it, man. Jamie, what you think about that, uh, this, this, this Brooklyn versus, uh, Raptors matchup? Overall, I, um, I really like the, um, I mean, I like the Raptors to run through it, but I like the way that Jacques Vaughn is coached overall in the, through the bubble. Um, I don't like the way they looked, but I like the way they, they still tried to fight back. And that's one thing I want to, you know, you want to see from a coach. I, I would like to see them be competitive. Um, really, if for nothing else, I'd like to see Jock Vaughn keep the job. And uh, if they get blown out, I don't see that happening. Um, but, you know, on a positive side, you know, maybe he comes over to my boys. Um, I doubt that happens, but, you know, whatever. Overall, I don't see that series being very competitive. I think it's going to be a blowout by the Raptors. Um, and then I'm looking forward to seeing likely – Celtics versus Raptors next series. I think it's going to be a great matchup. Uh, yeah, Raptors looking good, man. Kyle Lowry, I they, mean. Yeah. Kyle Lowry was a, a poor playoff performer until last year. And then all of a sudden, he's like, he got the confidence. And now it, it looks like he, he seems to get better as the thing's going on. Um, I'll, I'll tell you exactly man. what it was. He had, he had a number one last year. So he's like, man, I really got somebody who could take me there if I don't have it. So it takes the pressure off. When you got DeMar yep. DeRozan out there, you you know good well you might have to go out there and score forty for y'all to win. There's nothing. Yep. Re- it's nothing replaces the 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 feeling and the fact that you've been there before and you right. actually won it. You know, like now you, you no back, it's like you. Yeah, it's it's like you uh, going back to your favorite tournament. You know, thinking about tennis. You know, or any tournament. You know, if you know if you go into the semis, finals every every week, first round, you're not really thinking about losing. You think about how can you conserve energy. You know, and get get it done. I feel like. They're definitely that mindset to where they want to get done and rest. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean. But here, here's what I will tell you, though, about that series. Um, and one, man, my boy Lucas talking smack to Patrick Beverly like it's nothing. Um, anyway, um, I think when you look at the Raptors, they came out on fire, right? I, I don't think that game was indicative of what we could expect from a, a normal Raptors next game. Nets came out not really hitting. I was looking up. Well, the Nets don't play defense. They, they're not great defensively. But I looked up, and it was like Van Vliet was six of seven threes. And I was like, all right, like if they're going to shoot like this. I mean, and literally it was – and the Raptors have great ball movement, but the Raptors don't have great shooters outside of – Lowry's streaky, he can hit. Van Vliet's a great shooter. Like, Siakam's not a great shooter. Anobi's a pretty good three-point shooter. Uh, like that, But they were hitting all of it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm out there watching everybody get hot, and I – I don't think that's something you can you can look for um, and, and expect to be the reality. And sheesh. Uh, anyway, I'm, 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 I don't want to talk to you guys about what's going on in this game, but I can tell you, I wish I'd have made my bet. I wish I would have made my bet. You already are, dog. Just like the sixth time. Yeah, like like <laughs> I'm gonna mute your mic. <laughs> be tough to do a podcast that way. <laughs> I'll keep it out. Go ahead. Mm. Anyway, uh, yeah, I I have nothing else to say about that series. It's going to be a blowout. Um, let's move right on to another uh, more competitive game. Shout out to my boy Jalen. Um, he did his thing tonight. Celtics versus 76ers. Uh, the Celtics came out the eight point victor. Uh, let's start with you, Jeremy. What do you think about this matchup? What do you think about uh, uh, the Celtics, man? You know, Brad Stevens always seems like he gets his guys uh, ready to play. Uh, what you What do you think about this game? 
Um, overall, I mean, it's a it's a solid game. I I um fully expect the Celtics to win the series. Um, and if they don't, I, I'm I'm actually cheering for them to lose the series. Um, and I'll tell you why. People have been talking so much junk about my boy Kyrie for so long. I'm hoping they lose the series so they can say, "Oh yeah, yeah, look how they look now without Kyrie, huh? How about that?" Um, but overall, uh, unless Joel Embiid averages 45 and 15, they really have no chance. Al Horford has been absolutely awful this year. Um, almost makes you think he wants to retire after this. Uh, Josh Richardson, I don't think he's gonna maybe get it done, and I don't think uh, Tobias Harris is a good enough player uh, to really make things happen. So. Um, Overall, I, I don't see uh, the Celtics really being bothered, maybe six games. And I think that uh, you're very quickly going to see um, a Celtics versus Raptors matchup. Uh, and I think that's going to be a great series. I think we won seven games. And to be honest, the way the way it's looked so far, I would say that looks like the best likelihood to be, um, to be uh, the NBA final pick. I don't think the Bucs are going to get there. So uh, here's here's the thing I look at. One, I want to point out, Jeremy proved my point. Because I said earlier, I said, Jeremy takes these guys that he likes and he has the guys he dislikes. And he skipped Bayless's and like roots against those people. So now I want you guys to, to listen to what he just said. Jeremy said, I'm kind of rooting against the Celtics because of how they talked about my boy Kyrie. But I, I want you to take that for face value because it just proved the point it, it, I made. It's, 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 it's really not about the Celtics. Let me explain. It's not really about the Celtics. It's really about Jared and the other LeBron fans who have literally <laughs> turned Kyrie into the biggest scapegoat. And so they can say, oh, well, it wasn't LeBron's fault Kyrie wanted to leave. It's just Kyrie's crazy. And Kyrie probably is crazy. But it does not take away from the fact that he probably just wanted to get away from LeBron, the person who gave a concession speech before that finals. Continue. Jeremy, Jeremy you're defending a guy who – Goes by the nickname Little Mountain. So let's continue. Um, I think when you look at the Celtics, two point five million to charity this year. But yeah, continue. Hey, I, I, I give him credit for donating to charity. <laughs> he also told all the players not to go to play in the bubble, and then they should start their own league. So I think when you, when you take Kyrie, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of questionables, and I think at the end of the day, I we're we're, we're getting on a cart Kyrie topic. We, Jeremy kind of got got in his feelings this week because we talked about how. Kyrie Irving is not the player that Dame Lillard is. And I like Kyrie, but, like, if you redraft the league, Kyrie wouldn't go first round if you're looking at long-term and what teams would look at. I don't think Kyrie is, is, is a guy – like, if you told me right now, hey, look, we have this hat with the top 50 players in the league, and you can either – you're building a team. You can either pick a name out of a hat or pick Kyrie. I would pick the name out of the hat. Because I think there's a much – you have a much better chance of building well, that, a winning that's, team. That's literally just – but, I mean, if you do the same thing with Grant Hill in 2000, you have the same exact argument. I mean, at the end of the day, it has nothing to do with his talent. It's the fact that he can't stay healthy. You take, <laughs> you, take away, you take away his injury proneness, even though that's something that you have to focus on. It seems like teams don't miss Kyrie. Not saying that they're not – they're better without him. They're not. But okay. If, well, like, ask, ask LeBron like, in 2015. For, for, Jeremy, LeBron 2015 made game six of the NBA Finals. Kyrie helped him to win an extra two games. And so I'm going to take – let let me finish. If Kyrie was there, would he have won? Yes, I will agree. As I said, I'm not telling you the teams are better without Kyrie. They're not. He's an extreme talent. But Jimmy Butler leaves a place, and as you talk about, you you see how much the team changes. 
Chris Paul, as as impactful as Chris Paul is, you watch Chris Paul go to OKC and a team that was not projected to win many games at all, and they're now favorite versus the Houston Rockets. Great players go places, and when they leave places, you see you saw when Chris Paul left the Pelicans. All of a sudden, they were not competitive anymore. You saw every team LeBron leaves; they're not competitive anymore. You can you can say that's because the teams are built around LeBron. You can make that argument. Well, that's because the NBA sabotaged the uh, Pel- the Pelicans because they didn't want to give them to the Lakers. But, but either way, the, at the end of the day, when you look at how teams function without Kyrie, there doesn't seem to be a significant drop off. And I think a lot of that has to do with as There's talented as he is. Right, we, we, we're on a we're way too topic. personal we're, we're, uh, Tyree we're rant. Yeah, but last thing on that, I think the the positives that that he has as a player and offensively are outweighed by the negatives he brings to the team and his defensive liability status. So back to one more thing on that before you go. When I say personal, I don't mean just for listeners. I don't mean personal, like personally against Kyrie. They just personally have time and emotions invested in Kyrie and LeBron's relationship. (laughs) And, no, I, I, you know, it's the, I, I, they, they I, I, still like the value on how yeah. well they, they perform together yeah. or how well they do it apart. You yeah, know, and, and here's, here's the thing. People have said LeBron has had success without Kyrie, and since then, Kyrie's teams have won more than LeBron's teams until the season whenever he got Anthony Davis. Uh, but that's another subject. Anyway, right, let's, let's, uh, I was going to say one more thing uh, on, on your Damian Lillard thing, your because we had that conversation this week. Ask Steph Curry, ask Clay Thompson, who they really be going against. Dame Lurie wasn't going to go. Real quick, Dame, let me, let me go. I, I still didn't tell you about the series. I expect the series Celtics uh, 76ers to go seven games. Everybody looks at tonight. Tonight, Jalen Brown played unbelievable. Uh, Jason Tatum played unbelievable. They both had 30, I believe. Uh, I think uh, Tatum, I think, had 33. I think Jalen maybe had 28 or 30, somewhere around there. Uh, and that game, was st- it still came down to a bogus foul call, uh, flagrant one on Al Horford versus Jalen Brown, where they it turned into a yeah, six-point play. Was it, it was Let nonsense. Play. Let them play. If you look in the regular season, the 76ers went 3-1 and one versus the, the Celtics, and they still have no answer for Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid was in foul trouble this game, and they still had a good chance to win that. I expect the Celtics to move on. I expect that series to go six games. All right, seven games, though. Well, one more thing on that. I was just going to say one more thing on that on that point one more there. Thing. Uh yeah, I mean it's, it's actually about the series. Uh yeah, overall I I would I would agree with you on on some points. I think that Joel and B could you know make something happen. Uh, but I think another thing to keep an eye on is Gordon Hayward. He rolled his ankle pretty good towards the end of the game, and if Gordon yep. Hayward is out, that could make the series a lot more competitive as well. Because I, I don't think he's you know a superstar, but he's definitely an above average starter. So another thing yep. to keep an eye on. All right, are we are we ready to move on beyond the Celtics and the Seventy uh, Sixers? Yes, yes. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we went into some 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 uh, open wounds uh, when it comes to Kyrie and the, and the Celtics. So yeah, um, those Sixers. Let's talk about these. Uh, let's talk about these games that are going to be happening. Actually, when we drop this, going to be on the same day, but we're we're going to be previewing them because we record the day before. But anyway, uh, first game up: uh, Magic versus the Bucks. Um, I'll just go ahead and give you my two cents on this. I, I think the Bucks win by an average of 11 points, and uh, I think they sweep them. So um, let's start with Jared. Um, what do you What do you feel like is going to happen on the, in this series, and uh, how many games do you think it's going to go? I think the series is going to go five. I, I got the Magic winning one game. I think one of the things that people people look at when uh, when it's so the Lakers struggled in the bubble. I think everybody can admit that. 
And I think everybody looked at it and said, all right, well, are, are there problems with the Lakers? But I think what people don't realize is the Bucks went three and five in the bubble. And if you and, and, and those three and five probably should have been one and seven. They played a game versus uh and they played a game versus the Celtics where Giannis took a Giannis had five fouls. He drove and it should have been a charge. And they knew he had five fouls and they over they 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 changed it to a blocking foul when Marcus Smart was in perfect position. It should have been a charge and the game would have ended or, or Giannis would have been fouled out with them uh down. And then after um after they went into that game, so they, they came back and won that game with Giannis in there. Then they played the Heat. They were down 24 points at half versus the Heat without Jimmy Butler and without uh, – without uh, there was another guard that – oh, Goran Dragic missed that game. And they were down 24 points. They ended up coming back and winning. But they had no business being down 24 points Jer- at halftime. Jer- like, Jared's saying they, they, they should have won – they should have lost the game. They won by 14. As I'm saying, that game, if they play with Jimmy Butler, they're not they're not they're not winning that game down 24 points at halftime if Jimmy Butler's there. So, with that being said, I think the Bucks are struggling. They struggled. I think they lost, even though Giannis got banged up. I want to say they lost four or five going into the bubble, and then they went three. They went three and five in the bubble. Um, so, when you look at how well they're playing, they're not they're not defending like they they have defended. They're giving up a lot of shots. And you look at the Orlando Magic, they, they don't have a guy to guard Giannis, so, but they do have some athletic bigs who are going to make it hard for Giannis to score the basket. Mo Bamba has a 7'6 wingspan and it put on like 30 pounds of muscle. Um, he's out there looking like a bigger Dwight Howard. And then you got Aaron Gordon, who's a super athletic four. I think they, they're going to be able to build a wall, force Giannis to shoot, and I think they'll be able to at least get a game out of the series, uh, but I don't see it going past five. Okay. Yeah, I would agree with a lot of that. I don't. I think the Bucks are a little overrated right now. I don't. They don't look like. Ooh, uh, seeing Luca with ice on his ankle that doesn't look good. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't think. Uh, I don't think they're going to be able to make it out now. The team that I think they could make it out of the East against would probably be the Celtics more than anybody, mainly because the Celtics have absolutely nobody to guard uh, Giannis. And I remember watching that last year. Literally, nobody could guard him. Um, and I think Pascal Siakam could do a pretty good job on him. Um, but other than that, I don't see them getting out of the uh, getting out of the East. I could even see them struggling with uh, with their second round matchup against uh, the the Heat. So overall, I think uh, they're probably going to sweep. But well, wouldn't be surprised if the Magic get a game. The Magic are pretty terrible though, so I wouldn't count on it. Yeah, man, I I I, I tend to agree. Maybe maybe the Magic come away with one game, but I think that the Bucks are definitely going to be. Uh, going into the second round conventionally. Uh, let's move on. Um, your boy TJ Warren versus uh, Jimmy Buckets, the Heat versus Pacers. It's going to be a tough series, man. I'm really looking, looking forward to that game. It comes on tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Uh, the Miami right now, or not not the Miami, but Miami, uh, they're a four-point favorite right now. Um, I think that's a little uh, just a little aggressive right now, but we'll, we'll see, man. Let's start, let's start with you, Jimmy. Um, who do you have coming out of this series? Uh, I got the Miami Heat. I think it's going to be uh, I think it's going to be maybe a six game series. Honestly, just watching the series play itself out, um, or not the series, the the games play themselves out lately. Victor Oladipo is taking a lot of shots for somebody who doesn't make a lot of shots, and I know he was a star before he got injured, and I think he's trying to reassume that role. 
Um, but he's probably the third or fourth best player on the team right now. Um, and he's taking shots like he's the first or second. And I, I, I don't like that, the way that plays out for their team. Uh, the other day, I mean, he had a couple of big shots. He was 5 of 26. I mean, at no point in time should you take 26 shots if you only made five. So um, I think the Jimmy Butler, as long as he keeps his emotions in check and not go overboard like he tends to do, um, I, I just, I mean, they got so many shooters on their team, man. I really like a lot of their young players. Kendrick Nunn is a beast. Uh, obviously, Bam is um, going to be top two in, in uh, most improved. I, I think I actually would probably give him a little edge over Ingram. I think he's probably going to end up winning it. Um, but it's going to be one of one of those two. Um, and you've got uh, I'm trying to think of the two guys' names. The uh, uh, I mean, obviously you got Dragic and uh, it's just a whole bunch of shooters. I'm trying to I can't think of anybody's name on the team. Uh, Jerry, what's the, what's the uh, Duncan the Robinson? On the team? Yeah, Duncan, Duncan Robinson, Robinson and, and Tyler Hero. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I don't know why I couldn't think of their names. Um, Tyler Hero for sure. He, I mean, he can actually put the ball on the floor. Um, Duncan Robinson is a great shooter, but Tyler Hero to me has a lot more game. He's got a high ceiling. Would not be surprised if he's an All Star one day. Um, I think his his ceiling's that high. So I think the Heat are going to get through, and then I I'm actually going to pick the upset of them beating the Bucks in the next round. So um, very very interesting series. So so wow. real quick, Jeremy, I, I will say this: as if you guys – do y'all remember there was a guy that played at Ole Miss a few years ago named Marshall Henderson, and yeah. he was a white boy, and he talked more smack than any dude. He was busted dudes in the, in the SEC. And I was a fan of him before. I think he made some racist remarks or something, if I remember correctly. But uh, Tyler Hero, if you, if you had never looked up Tyler Hero's high school basketball highlights, this dude was like Marshall Henderson in the sense that he talked more smack than anybody. I remember watching him before he came out, before he went to Kentucky, and he was like maybe the 30th prospect in the country, but he was just busting dudes talking the entire time. He's extremely – he's athletic. He's a shooter. He's 6'5". He's still 21. He's really good. Duncan Robinson, though, is somebody that came out of nowhere. I He played at Michigan. He was a good shooter at Michigan. I never expected him to develop into the player that he's developed into. Duncan Mar- uh, Robinson this year had the highest catch-and-shoot three-point percentage in the history of the NBA for a season. Before that, it was it was uh, Clay Thompson had a season where catch and shoot threes. He was shooting forty six percent. Meanwhile, Porzingis just made Kawhi fall. Um, but um, he was shooting the highest percentage was forty six percent. I'm not telling you the score. I'm just telling you he made him fall. Anyway, um, the the highest catch and shoot percentage for three for the for the uh, season was forty six percent before this year. Uh, Duncan Robinson is shooting 48 and change percent on catch and shoot threes. Um, and when you got a guy like that that's shooting the ball that well for a season, I mean, that's something that's sustainable, uh, especially in the playoffs. And then you got Bam, who's playing great defense, going to be a probably top five defensive player of the year candidate. Jimmy Butler, who is a uh, a very good, you know, above all-star level player. I think there's really like three levels of stars. You got superstars, which are the – I think – there's some people who get the tag superstar that I don't think are really. I don't, I don't think Jimmy Butler's not a superstar. I think there's, I think there's six players in the league probably that you could build a team around and win a title as your best player. To me, that's a superstar. Then I think you have the next level, which is like bona fide all star, and then and that that group includes guys like Jimmy Butler, um, 
Paul uh-huh. George, uh, you know, certain guys like that. Uh, you, you, yeah, you lie like that. And then, and Joel Embiid, I think, is probably in that group. And then I think you got like borderline all stars, guys who can make the all star team but aren't really legit all star caliber players. Um, I throw guys in there like Brandon Ingram, like CJ McCollum, like a. Uh, How even, are you not a legit like, all star if you made the all star in the West? I said you can make the all star team and not be a legit all star. Like, I don't think, I, like, Brandon Ingram is legitimately an all star caliber player. But the difference between, let's say, that caliber player, uh, the borderline all star, like, DeMontis Sabonis was an all-star this year. Uh, like the, the difference between that player and high-level NBA player, the difference between him and Jalen Brown, TJ Warren, like, there's not a there's not a very big difference. Um, yeah. and, but the, I'll, I'll but give Jalen Brown, but Jalen Brown should probably be an all-star. TJ Warren has, has been hot for the bubble. I mean, it basically like, – TJ Warren averaged 20 points per game before the bubble. Like, I, I'm, I'm not telling you – he the that, cash. He was. That was a that was a terrible decision. All I'm saying is there there's a difference between like I I put that level players like like you said Victor Oladipo before the injury where it's they're good but I wouldn't quite put them on the level of uh, Jimmy Butler. So like I was saying, Jimmy Butler is not a, a, quite a superstar in my opinion, but he's a, such a good player that he's good he's going to be able to help lead that team. Um, I think past uh, the the Pacers, I think that series probably would go to the Pacers had Demontis Sabonis been able to play. He, he's dealing with plantar fasciitis that was so bad that he had to leave the bubble for uh, extra treatment. Uh, and you look at it, uh, TJ Warren's dealing with plantar fasciitis, which is everybody kind of talked about. He didn't get much shots up versus um, Jimmy Butler last game, but he sat the last playing two the big ball brand shoes? Apparently, because TJ Warren's uh, missed the last two games of the bubble because of plantar, plantar fasciitis himself. So he's going to play in the playoffs. But I, I think those injuries are going to be too big to sustain. Although I think Bam is really, really good. I think Miles Turner will be able to eliminate some of his production, but I, I expect the Heat to win that in six. All right, man. Well, uh, it's definitely going to be a good series. I've got personally, um, I've got the Pacers coming through in seven. I think it's going to go seven. I've got the Pacers winning that series. Um, I think TJ Warren and a couple of other complimentary guys are going to come through and, uh, I think Miami, they're good. I think Jimmy Butler, is, it's all in his head. I don't know if he has enough. Um, I think he has a little bit too much Kobe. Kobe is on the other side. I don't think he knows how to rein it in just quite yet. But we'll I, see, I, man. I'll throw one thing on Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is, in my opinion, the most underrated player in basketball. I'll tell you why. Jimmy Butler was on the Bulls. The Bulls are great. He gets traded Another to one. the Timberwolves. The Bulls were great when he was there. When he left, they, the me? last few years they were terrible. They were great early in his career, but he wasn't the star on the team. But at the end of the career, remember him and D Wade and Rondo, those Bulls, they were they were bad. That was that one. I mean, they were no, no, they were uh, they were up on the Celtics to win the series before Rondo got got knocked out, got hurt for the series. Yeah, the, 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 they were the, right before he left. They were the eight seed. Yeah. Okay. Well, they were, I mean, they were a good team. So, um. They go to then he goes to the Timberwolves, thirty five win team. He goes there. I've all, I've also you probably heard me make this comparison. He and LeBron both joined thirty five win teams in the West. Um, he had his team in the three seed when he got injured for a month. LeBron had his team in the four seed when he got injured for a month. Uh, he came back. His team was in the eight seed. LeBron's team was in the nine seed. He got in the forty seven wins. and got him in the playoffs. He left. Literally, they fell right back to thirty five wins. Um, 
He was on Philly. Philly's looked terrible the year before in the playoffs. They were a shot away or a bounce away from beating the team that eventually ended up winning in the Raptors. He goes to Miami, who hadn't made the playoffs since LeBron left, and now they are in the four seed. So if you look at the, the results that come with Jimmy Butler, he might be a headache to deal with, but that guy could play. I'd take him over Paul George or, or a lot of those guys any day of the week. To be honest, in the playoff series, I'd take him over Damian Lillard. Yeah, I said it. Blasphemy. But uh, <laughs> moving right along, uh, let's talk about which, which the, the series I'm most looking forward to. The rematch. Well, not the rematch, but Harden versus CP3. Uh, you know, I'm a big, big, big time. I was talking to my colleague at work about uh, this matchup, and I'm a big time Harden fan. I can't wait to see how he comes through in the series. I can't wait to see Russell Westbrook facing his whole team. Can't wait to CP3, see CP3 versus Harden. This is the series I'm looking forward to um, tomorrow at 630. So, um, yeah, I'm, I've got Rockets winning this in, in, in seven. Um and I think it's going to be a hell of a series, guys. Let's start with Jared. What do you think about this uh, Thunder versus Rockets series? I think I think two things. I think um, tomorrow between 6.30 and midnight, I'm going to kiss the kids at probably 6. I'm going to tell them good luck with bedtime, baths. Good night. Um, <laughs> I, hey, guys, I hope you guys have a fantastic night. No nightmares. Be great. Bye-bye. Dude, six thirty. I got. I get CP three going versus Harden in this series, and then I get Lakers Portland afterwards. Like, I, I, duh. What, what am I supposed to do? What, what do I we, do? With we my deserve hands? this. We deserve this. We've we, been cooped up into in, in the house. No live sports. It's not like we're gonna have any basket, any any football. We'll see. It's a whole other subject. But yeah, we deserve this. We deserve wait, this three, this three, three and a half, four hours tomorrow. Well, some of us deserve us, us that wear wore masks deserve this. The rest of you guys can kick rocks. I mean, like boulders. <laughs> anyway, uh, the, the, the back to the series, the actual series. Here's what I find interesting about the series. OKC is now favored to win the series uh, over the Rockets because of the injury to Russell Westbrook. Uh, if you look at it, this would be I, so. First off, I'm not sure anybody pays any attention to like uh, the cities. There are certain cities that have reputations for certain things, right? If you look at Cleveland, sports wise, they are terrible in nearly every sport. Browns always overhyped, they lose. Cavs have been terrible every year since like 95 without the, the exception of the years LeBron played there. And the Indians haven't won a World Series. They made the World the World Series a couple years ago, but before that they hadn't been in the World Series since I think 96, whenever that was. The Indians generally Houston, have good teams though, at least. They, they, since Terry Francona got there, they, they have, yes. Uh, before Francona, it was a while. With that being said, yeah. Houston right now has a reputation of leveraging their entire futures to win right now. My Houston Texans, I mean, we've traded more first-round picks, I think, the last two years than than we have had first-round picks in our franchise's history. The Houston Rockets traded all these picks, and they keep trading picks, and they keep doubling down on trading more picks. You guys realize that to get CP3 contract off their hands, they had to trade two first-round picks, and two first-round pick swaps with OKC. So if they lose this series to OKC, they essentially gave four first-round picks to let CP3 leave to beat them in the playoffs. And why did they trade CP3? Because he wasn't healthy in the playoffs. 
And they did that to get Russell Westbrook, who isn't healthy in the playoffs. So, like, this would be the ultimate cut off your nose to spite your face. And, I mean, at the end of the day, I expect Chris Paul and OKC to lock them up. I expect Steven Adams to be a problem. They have they went small ball to the, the massive extent, and I think the way small ball worked for the Rockets was Westbrook plays the center position to an extent. He attacks. They have four shooters around him. He's the guy who scores in the paint, essentially the way they play Giannis. And Westbrook is such a good rebounder for the guard position that they allows them to be able to play smaller and allow Westbrook to come in and help rebound. But without Westbrook, they're putting Eric Gordon in the lineup. So now you have Harden and all the, the emphasis is on Harden being able to create, to drive, to, to, to carry the offense. And you're going to be playing guys like P.J. Tucker, Jeff Green at center. And Steven Adams, I think, is going to eat. I'm expecting the, the OKC Thunder to win that series in six games um, and to advance to play the Lakers. I mean, I think that's, that's really what, what you're going to see. Um, I'll- Jimmy, who you got in this series, man? I tend to agree with uh, a lot of what Jared said. I I don't think the Rockets are going to win, and my reason, though, is a little bit different. Um, I think they're going to win because Russ Westbrook is going to come back. And um, we all know what playoff Russ is. Playoff Russ, when he plays against a good point guard in the playoffs, what is he going to try to do? He's going to try to outplay that other point guard as opposed to win the game. So I see him trying to go at Chris Paul. I see Chris Paul putting D on him. I feel like uh, Paul's – anyway, I feel like – Overall, they're going to be able to dominate the boards. I feel like they're going to um, basically out-execute what the what the Rockets do. James Harden, I think he'll have a good series. And to be honest, the only reason why I think if they beat if they win this series, the Rockets have a good chance next series next round is because uh, the one thing about James Harden that we never really give him credit for or never really uh, point out. He takes so many shots and does so much moving and has to do so much energy on offense that at the end of the season, it could just be that he's getting tired. And this was actually going to answer that question for me because he got to the point now where it's, okay, you're, um, you know, you're in the playoffs with eight games you just played and you're completely fresh. Are you a choker or, or are you just really overexerting yourself throughout the season? And I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, I, I'm, Picking OKC, but I'll be 100% honest with you. I kind of just want to see OKC win because Chris Paul wore Aggie gear the other day. And shout out to Chris Paul, man. He's been supporting HBCUs. And I, I like to see what he's doing. I like the fact that they traded him to a team they didn't think he wanted to go to. They th- everybody thought he was going to ask to be traded and not show up. He went out there. He did business. I think they were uh, their um, ESPN, uh, BPI, or what is all, what, what their anticipated wins for him was, was like, I want to say it was 26 wins or something something crazy like that. So, um, you know, CP3 is a winner, man. That's what he does. Yeah, there are only three teams they, that before the season that, that had the win projection and still beat their win projection in the shortened season. It was the Lakers. Their, their win projection was 51 and a half. They won 52. It was OKC, which I believe theirs was 30, and they, they, they won like 38 or 40, whatever the net number is now. And it was the Grizzlies, whose win projection was 26 and got to 35 or somewhere around there. So uh, CP3 – now, here's here's the other part, though. Before the season, everybody thought Chris Paul was going to get – they thought that Pat Riley was going to go out to Chris Paul to get him to, to um, the – Oh, that would uh, be so good. Heat. 
if Chris Paul would have went to that team, man, <laughs> they, they, so, they, they might have been. They, they might win a title. I mean, yeah. literally, imagine Chris Paul with that many shooters the past two, with a big in the post, and defensively him and, and C.J. Butler locking up on the on perimeter with, with road protection. Look, Literally, CP3 getting in the lane, throwing up alleys to Bam, and if you try to go for that, you could kick out the Tyler Hero and Ty Duncan and Robinson. It'd be crazy. That was that was the whole talk. That was the talk before the season was they thought that he because Butler was kind of campaigning for it and it didn't happen. Uh, but you know, price probably went up a ton on CP3 now. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the last and final game that we're so much uh, doing a lot of anticipating for, man. The the Lakers versus. Portland, obviously Portland Portland coming off of uh, an amazing few games with Lillard basically averaging 50. Let's start with you, Jamie. What do you think about this series? I am kind of torn on the series, and I'll tell you why. Um, in the past, I felt like Damian Lillard has some very, very clutch moments in the playoffs, and he also has some moments to where he's come up very, very small. Um, the one thing I'll say about the moments he normally comes up small is normally against teams that have really good defenders. Um, when he played against the uh, every time he plays against uh, the Warriors, I mean he's going against Clay and he struggles with Clay. And whenever he's going against like when he went against the Pelicans, Drew Holiday basically clamped him up. So um, playing against the Lakers, I don't think he has to deal with that because they don't have a one elite or even at this point better than average perimeter defender. And uh, so I think Damian Lillard would get going. Um, and I actually. Nobody's talking about this. I'm looking forward to seeing what Carmelo does against LeBron. I think Carmelo's about to get LeBron buckets, personally. Um, you got to think about it. These guys probably been playing together since since they were kids. Um, and it's one of those things. It's, I'm not saying, like, Carmelo's at the level where LeBron is now. This, is, this is his last chance. Yeah. Last and chance. It's, it's one of those things. I mean, people forget about how washed people said Evander Holyfield was before he beat Mike Tyson. At the end of the day, sometimes you just get up for stuff. And I think he's going to get up for this series. So I expect, I actually expect Carmelo to average twenty a game, um, this series at least. So uh, I think the series could be, you know, slightly competitive. The problem is they don't have anybody to guard LeBron. LeBron literally can probably get to where he wants to on any on any given time. And I think Anthony Davis uh, is a matchup problem for them. When he played against the Blazers in the playoffs two years ago, he averaged thirty five and twelve, um, and they had nobody to go against them. Um, I don't see that really changing. Nurkic is not really good enough. I would like to see them play Hassan Whiteside a lot more. Hassan Whiteside averages four blocks a game. I feel like he can move his feet and, and do a pretty good job on Anthony Davis, as good a job as anybody can, um, until he pulls him out you know, too far from the rim. But if you've got Anthony Davis standing out shooting three-pointers, it's not really his game anyway. I think this series is going to be seven games won by the Lakers. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Blazers win. It's one of those series that um, I would obviously – I think the Blazers are going to win tomorrow night. And then I think it's going to be like one of those games where, okay, LeBron is going to go in and, and show, okay, I'm LeBron. But I think it's going to come down to a long series, and it's going to be decided on whether or not the Blazers could just get lucky and knock a whole bunch of threes down. Because if they get hot, it's not really anything you can do. They can't stop you on offense or on defense. So um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing this series a lot. The Lakers have not looked good since the since the, the bubble return. Now, some people will say maybe that's the – um, you know, hey, we're already basically locked up the one seat before we got here. But offensive efficiency, the Lakers starting five in the bubble has the worst offensive efficiency of any five players that have played together at any point in time during the bubble. 
That's over 1,800 uh, combinations of players. And the Lakers starting five at the dead last. Now, do I think that's going to continue? No. But can I, can I count on Kyle Kuzma to knock down threes or, or, or make shots? No. Can I count on Danny Green? Two or three games probably. I mean, if you're going through, I mean, the, the person yeah, who was think, really I good before the break was – Yeah, Jim, I was just saying, I think the intangibles of what you're saying about the Lakers. I, I think, you know, they, they definitely had a, a a home court advantage when they were, you know, outside of the bubble. And now it's just like the, all uh-huh. these kind of different players are stepping up. And I I don't think they're they're kind of uh, they're 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 role players, if you want to call it, have stepped up and really shown, yeah. uh, you know, what the other teams have. And it's one of those I, things, too, where not everybody responds the same way. Like if you look at, for example. You could look at, uh, you know, obviously I, I cheer for the Pelicans. You look at what Lonzo looked like coming back from the bubble. He was playing great before he left, and he looks terrible now. If you look at, the, the, I would say the same thing I would compare to um, Caruso. Caruso was playing very well before the break, and he just, he plays hard, but to end this bubble, he just doesn't look like the same player. Um, and I really think they're going to be desperately in need of Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley is a, is a, was a great perimeter defender. Um, who could probably bother Dame or at least CJ um, and really give them some uh, some issues. But with him being out and him opting out, there's really no perimeter defense. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing and seeing if AD shows up and, be, and is all day or if he's another disappointment um, because we know from game to game he can pretty much give you 40 or he can give you four. That's what Anthony Davis is. That's why he doesn't really have that dog. That's why he's not really that guy, and that's why this trade will prove to be Bad. All right, Jerry. You you to that. Go ahead, man. Have you noticed that Jeremy just keeps proving my point? As he tells the story, he says, "This is why this will prove that AD the trade was bad, and I was right." Jeremy literally picks based on the narrative that he wants to come back around. So at the end of the day, no, 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 no. no wait, wait, no, let me let me correct that. If I pick it ahead of time and I still say it's going to happen, you can't say I'll ch- I'll pick the narrative to go with it. I said what was going to happen to begin with. I told yeah, you. You said before the season that you 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 weren't sure that the Lakers were going to make the playoffs. Jerry, I, obviously, I, I when we did our our preseason pick, I said that they they traded. Jeremy did away. say that. I know. I but when we did our preseason picks, I said the Lakers traded their future away to be the Houston Rockets, to maybe make the conference finals a couple of times and then to fall off the face of the earth. That's why that's what I said in our preseason picks. Overall, Anthony Davis is a great talent, but he has absolutely no heart whatsoever. And this is a win now uh season. If the Lakers lose this year, they it would the trade was a failure because they could have gotten Anthony Davis this offseason. So you basically traded all that talent away for a one year rental or, or a one year uh hiatus. And and to be honest if Anthony Davis doesn't play well and he takes the blame that LeBron teammates take when they ever, when they don't play well, he still has an extension. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes down to Miami and says, I'm going to join Jimmy Butler. Just saying. They've still got money. Jeremy, first off, this is not their only year. Two, Anthony Davis isn't risking his I'm not, I'm not saying it's their only year. I'm, I'm just saying uh, – I'm not saying it's their only year. I'm saying that this year – they could have gotten him next year, so they could have had him without trading the talent away. And it, 
You maybe could have gotten him last year because you never know. He may have stayed in, in New Orleans. Maybe he plays with Zion and Drew Holiday. They make the playoffs, and all of a sudden they're they're he, he's looking at wanting to stay. Like I think everybody gives the analogy of yeah they would have they would have done this or he would have stayed. There's no there's no telling that he would have stayed. Like there's at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I want you to give an objective objective Lakers opinion on what what you feel so far and what you honestly expect going into the first playoff game. I honestly expect them to win this series in four or five games. Um, it's not because I'm not – I'm concerned about some of the things I've seen from the Lakers. But I think what people are I, – I, it's funny, right? If you, you, know, you guys have – have you ever seen the pictures where um, if you look at the picture really hard, you know, like it's like a picture of an old woman and then it's a picture of a beautiful young lady wearing a hat. But, like, you have to look at the picture long enough to see both pictures. And, I, you know, there's somebody you argue with the picture about, and they're like, no, that's a picture of a – no, no, there's a picture. Oh, that's that one's of an old lady. You're like, no, it's of a young lady. I feel the same way watching Portland play because I'm like, you guys can't be watching the same thing that I'm watching because I know I'm watching Portland play. And my main thought process is this isn't sustainable. Dame Lillard is shooting. What is it? What is he shooting? A hundred percent threes over this period of time. And 44 the, for the, the reality. 44 of the bubble. He's averaging 50 and nine. He's playing bad teams. Half of them are sitting out starters and they're winning by a combined. They won the last four games by a combined 11 points. And during that stretch, Damian Lillard averaged like 45 and 12 or 45 and 10. I'm sorry. So like, Jay, you said it. Wait, I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to interrupt. But you said they play a bad team. The only one they played one team that didn't make the playoffs, and that was the Grizzlies who they put out of the playoffs. That's the only team they played the entire bubble that didn't make the playoffs. But think about this: the 76ers without Embiid and Ben Simmons is a bad team. You play the uh, the Brooklyn Nets with nothing to play for in, in that game. Is that that's a bad that's a bad team in that situation? I mean, I'm, as I said today, I think I think the the Raptors played really well. Shout out, out outstanding. But when you play, when you have, they have nothing to play for. You're playing for your playoff lives, and you let it, you let it come down to Karis Levert taking a jump shot. Like that's that's an awful, awful situation to put yourself into. Um, and then you you look at the other games they played over the last three. They played um, Memphis, who who without Jaron uh, Jaron Jackson, that's a bad team. Um, and then you played. Um, what was the other game that they barely won during that stretch? Um, I'm trying to remember. Um, you talking about the game right right after that? After they played the Clippers, they beat the Brooklyn. They beat uh, they beat the 76ers. They beat uh, it wasn't the Mavericks, was it? It was uh, somebody else like that. It was. I mean, they 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 played some solid teams. They played, no, they, some teams that, they they played some teams that had nothing to lose. And it really was boiling down to, all right, can we, at the end of the day, you know, get a defensive stop? And the answer was no. The answer was absolutely not. And, I mean, I think when we look at it and we – and that's why I say when, I, when, we, when I'm looking at the series, my main thought process is, like, how, how are people thinking this is going to be a series? I mean, they, they don't play yeah. defense. Jerry, you said you talked about them playing against bad teams. The 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 Lakers almost got beat by the Nuggets starters in the fourth quarter. I mean, by the, the Nuggets eighth through twelfth best players of the team. Did, did you watch the game today? 
The Nuggets backups were what won the game. My, Morris was the best player on the team before Jamal Murray took over. Yeah, that, so that, that's I, no. I, I that doesn't mean they would have beat the the Portland. <laughs> I, I think at the end of the day, I think if you look at it, Portland's defense is so bad they have they've had to play playoff games for the last. Uh, I mean, I don't know how long. I mean, they've been playing playoff games for at least a month. I mean, since the bubble started back, I expect the Lakers to be able to pound them in the post. I, I don't expect them to be able to do anything defensively, and I expect when it's all said and done, that the series is going to come down to can we can can the, the Portland Trailblazers get a, get a game? I don't think it's going to come down to if the series is competitive, if they have a chance to win. I, I just don't see that <laughs> at all. And you're basing that basically. So you're saying the Lakers will look better than Portland? Yes, they have looked way better than Portland. In the, in the bubble? <laughs> yes. Yeah, in the bubble, y'all look terrible. Absolutely terrible. You guys haven't looked good in the bubble, but it's yeah, definitely going to be an interesting series. If, if you can't um, stop TJ Warren, what are you going to do with Damian Lillard? But, Jeremy, here's the thing. You, you can look at the, the – the Lakers had games that they wanted to win, and they had games that they needed to win. The games that they needed to win was versus the Clippers. They won. They needed to win the game to lock up the, the, the number one seed versus Utah. They won. Then they lost to the Rockets without LeBron. They lost to uh, one of the teams without AD. You look at the Pacers game – the Lakers led the entire game, and T.J. Warren shot 13 for 22 from the field. He's 6'9", hitting, hitting six of nine three-pointers. There's nothing you can do about that. He hits, he hits a step-back floater off, of, off one leg over Anthony Davis that rims around goes in. He hits a three-pointer step-back over LeBron. Like You have a guy that's 6'9", is shooting threes like that. Like There's nothing you can really do. So at the end of the day, I, I think the Lakers played fine. I, I think we missed a lot of shots. You looked at it – the, the, the three-point shooters were shooting terribly. But I think they're going to get wide-open looks, wide-open dunks and layups. They have, and, and lastly, they have Trevor Ariza opted out. So they have nobody to guard a wing. Everybody that's giving me this, oh, look at the, the Lakers are really going to miss Avery Bradley. Please explain to me why the Lakers went 12-1 and in the regular season without Avery Bradley before the bubble. Yeah, Avery Bradley has never, ever been that critical to the Lakers' success. But all of a sudden – they played some – they shot the ball poorly, which Avery Bradley wasn't going to help tremendously with. And they didn't play great for a well, couple I mean, games. Well, I mean, we got the Clippers the, couple, the last game before. I mean, he pretty much won – what did he have, six threes? Jeremy, that was, that was in February. Like, that was, it was literally two months well, that's before – when the Lakers were winning. Jeremy, that was two months before the, 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 the uh, coronavirus. It wasn't like no, – no, 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 no. That, that was a game. But, Jeremy, he, no, had, he, had, was, he had a great shooting night. But Danny Green can give you that same great shooting tonight. J.R. Smith can give you that same great shooting tonight. Deion Wood. Eric, there's so many players on that team can get hot. Trust me. Let, Any- let me give let me give you the let me give you the opposite side of that though, and, and from what you're saying, and I will agree with that. It's it's not all Avery Bradley, but take this into consideration. How many times do you think this season had the Lakers going into it where they didn't have the fan cr- the, the crowd on on their side? Not a lot of arenas. It's every home game, pretty much probably outside of. You know Utah and Denver and places like that. They're pretty much always a fan favorite. They always got the crowd on their side. This is the first time, probably all season, they're having to generate their own intensity. And some it's people don't necessarily stuff. respond to that. I think. I think. I just, I, that's, that's, that's my point, Jimmy. I, I agree with that. What no, are you saying, Jerry? I, I was saying I think that's that explains the struggles in the bubble. 
They didn't just explain the struggles in the playoffs, right? I may need, need you know, put this in perspective. Damon, we, we play – Damon and Jim, we play college tennis. If if we were playing Morgan State, I didn't really – and I didn't have a chick that was coming out to watch me play. Look, I might I might get down Jerry, three three on the first set. From like to Morgan State back in the day. Uh, yes, I can. Compare Portland to uh, Morgan State. I'm sorry. Here's the thing. I may have that. If, if, if you were used to playing college uh, matches in front of like this, look, 700 people, look, let me and then you go and nobody's out right? there, it's going to be different. Well, look, let me let me let me finish though. But then forget the, who you're used to. Um, if I'm playing Morgan, I may not get up. I can guarantee you, it may not be no chick, no person in the stands. If I'm playing Fam, if I'm playing South Carolina State, if I'm playing Hampton, you you don't need. I, I don't need that. I don't need that extra that, that extrinsic motivation. And I think that's what it's going to boil down to. I think I think when you look at the bubble and you can say, oh yeah, I think that probably affected it. LeBron's in year seventeen and knows he doesn't have that many more cracks at it. Anthony Davis came to the LA because he wants to win titles. You got guys like. J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters, who are looking to either redeem themselves for, for past failures, or Deion Waiters is looking to score a new contract and to be able to, to win a championship. Those guys are not sitting back there like, oh, man, I wish I had fans to get me hyped for this playoff game versus a team that everybody is picking us to lose versus. So I expect them to come out on fire. And um, I got Lakers winning that series. And, sure, and I'm going to say five honest. games, but sweet wins for prospects. They, they both came to the bubble because they probably heard Orlando had the best drugs. I don't know. Uh, you're talking about somebody who did well, – I mean, Deion Waiters drugs. and JR. We're not going to uh, accuse the Lakers of taking drugs. But yeah. Oh, no, no. We're gonna, Deion Waiters passed out on a, on a plane this year for, for drug uh, – yeah, We don't know those. the specifics of why Deion Waiters passed out. We We're do. He, gonna... he, 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 he apologized <laughs> for, taking, for taking – what was it, Bad Molly? Uh, <laughs> Jeremy, 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 all I'm going to say is, listen, good innocent people in Orlando take Molly's. <laughs> but let, I, I've got Portland winning this game in six. I think they come out uh, hot tomorrow. I think you got CJ, them win the series in six. I think they, yeah, I think they win the series in six. Oh, um, I think I actually think they hop up two zero. Um, and I think Lakers maybe run off a two, run off two. I think that uh, Uncle Mo. Uh, you know, I've always talked about Uncle Mo momentum. You know, I think I think they're coming in with it, and I think if you know if they can maintain. You know, that, which I think they will, they're hot. Lakers haven't really shown me to, to really uh, really be in a rhythm at all. Um, you know, I would love to see LeBron and AD. I mean, it doesn't matter. I, I will, to me, I can't say I would love to see AD and LeBron, you know, play through the playoffs. I would love to see CJ and Dane play too. So, um, okay, yeah. they're getting a little scrappy out here. Good, poor Zingas. I, I like how um, he's not trying to let uh, Smart Zubac. punk him because he tries to think he can punk him. Smart yeah. Yeah, yeah, he he think he can fuck everybody. Yeah, um, the Morris brothers did beat up some dude really bad in the offseason and had felony charges before they got dropped. But uh, he, I uh, think uh, Porzingis was dealing with a uh, Russian mob, which is probably yeah. Like, <laughs> more That's, uh, yeah. And, and you got to think about it too the guys they're probably beating up are probably like five eleven. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. So damn it, damn it. <laughs> since you're picking Portland, I will give you the opportunity that I gave uh, the, the same opportunity that I gave Jeremy. I told Jeremy, I will take the Lakers plus two games. Meaning this, if the if Portland, if the, the series goes six games, nobody owes anybody. If Portland takes it seven or wins the series, I will pay. 
if the Lakers win in four or five, you pay me. All right. Uh, that's a that's a uh, bet. What we got on it? 50, 100? What are we doing? 50. I'll, I'll do 50 on it. Because the series ain't going past five. All right, let's do it. Yeah. The only way the series doesn't go about past five is Damian Lillard does not show up. Um, yeah. No, it's not. Because, the yeah, here's the thing. Damian Lillard, first off, Damian Lillard is probably not going to play great. Here's why. Because there's a certain amount of time you can be on fire. And Damian Lillard over his last four games is averaging like 45 points on 45% threes and like 55% from the field. That's not sustainable. Two, even in those efforts versus teams like Brooklyn, Philly without MB or Simmons, like these games, Memphis, they're winning games by an average of two points a game versus teams that aren't good. Lakers are going to win this series. Like I said, I expect them to win by an average margin of somewhere between 10 and 15 points per game. It's not going to be close. Jay, what was the last game the Lakers looked good in? Lakers looked fine. In, in, I, I thought they, they looked good offensively in the Nuggets game. But let, let's let's watch it. I, mean, I don't want us to, to belabor the point. We'll watch 10 to 15 oh, Overall, if, I, if, I, if, if we go back through it, like they played the, the Thunder and Chris Paul butt-stomped them. Then they came back next game. LeBron missed the next game. And they got blown out by the Rockets. And then everybody played in that game against the Pacers. So they'd already lost two straight. You're telling me they had no motivation after losing two straight? I didn't well, say they had no motivation, the but they led the entire game versus the Pacers. They led. Jared, that, but, but my point is that that's part of it. You got to close. Well, sure. I, if TJ Warren could close you out, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting, but – um. Yeah, that's all we got tonight. I got. I got to get to bed. It's, it's late on this side. So, um, any any parting thoughts for the listeners before we get? Wait, out wait, here? wait, wait, wait. Porzingis got ejected for that. Yeah, ridiculous. What? Okay. Did Marcus that, Morris get ejected too? I think he did, but Marcus Morris doesn't matter. Like you can't you can't take Por- that's not a flagrant two. Oh, that's ridiculous. Mar- oh, mean, Marcus Morris still in there. Oh, no, I forgot. I forgot. Porzingis got the tech earlier for that nonsense foul call, oh. so they gave him a second tech. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, hey, parting thoughts. I'll wrap it up with this, D. Lakers are going to win the title. Uh, I just want to put that out there. Um, second thing. There's no chance they win the title. There's they're no they're still the favorites the by Caesars. I still agree. Um, second thing I will say is this. Bill O'Brien, who has been a terrible coach in the NFL – or not terrible, terrible GM – might make the shrewdest move possible and prove himself to be a genius. And here's how. Bill O'Brien, there's talks right now that they might sign Jadavion Clowney back. So if you tell me that they traded Jadavion Clowney for a third-round pick and then re-signed him a year later at a reduced cost, then... But don't try to tell me that was planned. No, it's not planned. I said, but if you look at Dumb and Dumber where he said, after doing the dumbest thing you could do, here you go. And totally redeem yourself, so that that will be the redemption of himself. So. <laughs> Jeremy, any 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 uh, parting thoughts or words? Yes, I just want to give a quick warning to Jared. Um, you represent all of the LeBron fans, so I figure I'll, I'll just give you a, a quick warning. Do not forget, you guys are Cowboys fans. Don't forget it. Like every year is your year until it's not your year, and then next year's your year. You guys aren't going to win it. I'm just feel, I feel like I should give you a fair warning so that when it happens, you don't feel too bad. Kawhi right now 
has shown itself to be the best player in basketball, and he's going to win another title. All right, cool. we shall see. Well, uh, as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in to us for another episode. We actually are coming up on our um, our two-year anniversary on September 28th, so we'll be counting down to that. So we'll definitely be checking back in with you guys next week. Hope you guys stay safe. Wear your mask. Follow us on Amibra on oh well on IG, Amibros underscore podcast. And uh, we will chat with you guys later. We out. <laughs>